They're two best friends that used to date But it's hard to fall in love when you're gay and straight and Now they're living in the city and they're sharing space Drinking and twerking all over the place With Thomas and Kendall, the debauchery never ends They're probably drunk so there's no need to pretend I'm everybody's best friend Hey friends, it's Thomas and Kendall and Fishlon is here too and welcome (laughs) to another episode of Everybody's Best Friend. Happy Thursday everyone. Welcome back. We missed you. (laughs) We say that every week. We don't. But we do. We we mean it. No, Kendall. (laughs) Kidding. I'm a true friend. No, no, I'm kidding. Don't include that. We miss you. Um, Anyway. We have a big episode this week, a lot to discuss, two weeks worth of like dense pop culture coverage. Yes, so we're going to do a deep dive into all that happened in the last two weeks. If that's okay with you, even if it's not too bad. (laughs) How should we start? First, do you want to just do a little personal recap? Yeah, okay, so Kendall and I do have to bring something to the viewer's (laughs) attention. We do. It is fall, you know, everyone's looking for a fall COVID lover, so to speak, Mm -hmm. and the breadcrumbers are back. With... New hot loaves for Fresh us. Fresh out the oven. Holla. Fresh yes. loaves. Holla for me, sourdough for Kendall. And honestly, like, we're just jonesing with that yeast, so we're picking up those crumbs, Mary. We are back at square one. It is so funny. You know, like we said, it's cuffing season. Yeah. The men are coming out of the fucking woodwork. I have been receiving messages from the most random of men from my past. A fan favorite, I'll say it. Haven't spoken to him in literally years. Yeah. Who did I receive a Snapchat from the other day? None other than Skinny Dick. Real ones remember. And And I was shook. And I was like, oh my God, this had to be a mistake. And it was just like a selfie. I you was also like, were panicked that like, did he listen to the podcast? Well, yes, that was my initial thing. But but then I was like, he wouldn't know he was Skinny Dick. Well, maybe, I don't know. He I don't Well, know. who else lo- has such an affinity for Moe's Midtown other than Skinny Dick? <laughs> You're right, he might have read that. Is that is source thing. specific. Yes, I thought he was snapping to be like, I listened to your podcast, bitch. Like, keep your name out of my mouth. No, keep, but in- keep my name out of your mouth. <laughs> yes, that in my brain isn't working. But yeah, no, it was just like a selfie. And I was like, oh, he's really trying to. No, thank you. But like, you know, it's flattering to know that you still these, got it. these men still think I'm hot. And I celebrate that. Yes. I celebrate Baruch that we Hashem. still have and, it. And uh, Shana Tova to all of our <laughs> Jewish listeners celebrating Rosh Hashanah. Yes, Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year. I mean, it was a bleak start to the Jewish New Year. Oh. Kendall, I'll let you take this one. I, I'm like, I might cry. I've I know, cr- me I've too. already cried so much, so... As Ariana said, no tears left to cry because now it's, you know, time to get know, our shit together and fight. We are, we are also the, that tweet where she's like, I thought I had no tears left to cry. And this year was like, bitch, you thought. Yeah, no, that's true. I'm sure everyone saw on Friday, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away at age 87 from complications from cancer. And I, it was a sad, sad evening. Yeah. I did not handle it well, like most of America. As you all know on this podcast, she is literally my favorite person to ever grace the earth. I got so many texts, especially from so many listeners who were like checking in on me because they knew from the podcast how much I love her. So thank you so much for everyone being so kind and checking in. But, you know, my selfishness aside, it was just a very, very, very sad day for the country, she is 
just did so much for everyone in America, especially women. And Mm -hmm. it just leaves us in a very scary place when it comes to picking her replacement. And it's just like the timing this year, we just keep on thinking it can't get worse. And it does. And it's just a scary time to be alive. Yeah, it was a lot of emotions at once because it was like mourning her loss, but also like the terror of like what her absence in the Supreme Court means for this country, for like women and for everyone that like gender equality pertains to. Like there are some fucking horrible men out there and women out there who like really are trying to redo a lot of what she spent her life working on. So you know what? I read this today and I loved it. If we have to be ruthless, we got to be ruthless. (gasps) I love that. So listeners... It's time to buck the fuck up and finish what our girl RBG started. Well, that's the thing. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take Friday to like yep. be in my feels, cry it out. I literally cried for like seven hours. My eyes were sealed shut with the crustiest of dried tears on Saturday morning. And I got it all out. And she would want us to keep pushing forward and fight for her. So that's exactly what we're doing. Tell Alexa to stream up some opera and get to fucking work yes. and call your local representatives. If you haven't watched the RBG documentary, watch it it's amazing i love her so much and may she rest may she rest she lived her whole life fighting for others and now literally until her dying day her dying wish was about protecting all of us and now finally she gets to rest and kind of like i know know, oh god it's just this year has been so hard it's taken so many really really important people so yeah that was a really really sad Sad day and a sad way to start the Jewish New Year. So that's our first our first news story. Yes. Anyway, who are you dying for? This week, I'm dying for, I'm sure you can guess, Chris Evans, Captain America. Oh my I god. I wish he would kill me. <laughs> <laughs> if you have been oh that laugh <laughs> sounded like a dog. Oh my god. If, I'm not well. <laughs> unless you have been living under a rock, by now you have all seen Chris Evans's dick pic. And if you haven't, you haven't wanted it hard enough because I had to search an entire day to find it and honestly, it was worth every second. It's because it's easy to miss because it's not just like, you know, you know, when those like Orlando Bloom pics came out, usually it's like an image of the person. Yes. In case you missed it, Chris Evans posted some sort of screen recording, either on Instagram or Twitter, and then you know how to exit out the screen recording. Well, no, you don't have to do this. For some reason, he went back to his camera roll to then exit out the screen record, and the last shot of the video was obviously like a screenshot of his camera roll, and in his camera roll was a black and white photo of his penis. Of his gigantic gigantic Marvel comic Ding-a-ling. But like, it's what glorious. else would you expect? No, he no, he is a thick dick daddy king. Oh. We knew. I mean, well, we now knew. there's just proof, the proof is in the yeah, pudding. We knew. And the pudding is made of that big dick. <laughs> you could look at that face and you just knew. No. Like, there was no way he was not packing. Knives out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, apparently, in a, I think in Captain America, he says like, this is America's ass or something. And like, that's, that's America's dick. Period. It really is. But my favorite part, okay, so we had the dick pic. Yeah. And then he also had a meme of himself that was like a blurry headshot. And then in red word <laughs> art, it says, guard that pussy. <laughs> it's just Both like, pictures had to go to the same lucky young lady. No, yeah. Who is he sending these to? And he, how do I get on that mailing list? No, seriously. 
I mean, the guard that pussy, though, it, it's just like, why, Guard Chris? that pussy. Guard that pussy. Guard that why? pussy. Why? It's so funny. There were so many tweets. It was like, how I sleep at night knowing Chris Evans is guarding my pussy. It's just like, thank you. And then, you know, he was silent for a couple days, as his publicist, I'm sure, told him to be. And then he handled it super well, and he just tweeted. He was like, now I have your, now that I have your attention, go vote on November 3rd. Attaboy. Which is great. I do just have to say, though... Come on, America and Twitter world. If that was a woman, you know she would have been trolled. Yes. Yeah. You know, I feel like women's oh, nudes totally. have leaked before and it's always like a huge disaster for them. And yes. we see Chris Evans's dick and everyone's like, yeah! It's a national holiday! <laughs> Seriously. So anyway, all bodies... Matter. <laughs> all, all bodies are beautiful. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> I don't know. Destigmatize news on the internet. I don't know. Yeah, fucking. I wish somebody would leak my nudes. Seriously. <laughs> oh God. No, no. Oh, minor works of art. Never forget. Remember when Noah Centineos were going around? Who the devil is that? How dare you? Who's Noah Centineo? From to all the boys I've loved before. Never seen. Peter Kavinsky. You don't know who Noah Centineo is? No. Oh my God. That is a crime against humanity. I know who Noah Michaelitis is. <laughs> no, no. Think about it. No, I know who Noah Michaelitis is. He went to my elementary school. Yeah. No, Noah Centineo is so hot, and his nudes went around. There was a Dropbox. I was at a, I was at Carol Place for brunch, minding my own business. All of a sudden, I get a Dropbox alert from a stranger in the restaurant. Oh, no. I open the link. It's a Dropbox file of, like, literally a hundred photos and videos of Noah Centineo. Because he was sending that. No, it doesn't exist anymore, so stop looking. So I received this Dropbox link, and I was like, who the devil sent this? Who do I thank? But also thank you. (laughs) And it was... To whom do I owe the pleasure? (laughs) Seriously. And it was a Dropbox link full of photos and videos, all Snapchats that he had sent one person. So again, who is the lucky sender? I know. So it was Se- a lot of well, videos. Sendees. Recipient. Oh, yeah, recipient. Oh, yeah, sendee. Sorry, again, my brain not working. Yeah. We are the to sleep this weekend. He's the lucky sender. No, he is the lucky sender. And I'm looking to be the lucky receiver, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, me too. And it was just, again, talk about glorious. You wouldn't expect anything less. The videos are, like, a little cringy because it's, like, their whole, like, sexting conversation. And he's, oh like, God, saying I'm really so weird things. I'm so mad I missed this. I know. It was... I'm surprised. Weird things like what? No, like... He's, like, it's 6% humidity and raining outside. <laughs> like, no, what do you mean? I can't remember. But, like, saying, like... Like, in public, like, just saying really sexual things. I don't really uh, remember. But then, yeah, there was lot, lots of the D. Um, anyway, thank you to that lovely woman who sent those to me. I'm not sure... If you're listening, and also for legal reasons, I never received them. Okay. <laughs> Next. Wait, what are we talking about? Who I'm dying for. <laughs> are you okay? Uh, Wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> you guys, I was You at- <laughs> are on one today. No, I was in Connecticut this weekend for my mom's birthday, and I was sleeping in my little brother's bed because my older brother was... Yeah, it was a whole family affair, so like everyone was sleeping in a different bed. You don't care. I'm not going to even tell the story. Long story short, I just didn't get a lot of sleep this weekend. I was at my mom's house. I was sleeping in an uncomfortable bed. It's fine. We're fine. I need a nap after this. <laughs> Thomas, who are you dying for? I'm dying for Miss Paris Hilton because oh. 
the documentary I Am Paris just came out on YouTube, which is odd because a streaming service should have snatched that up, and I don't think they did. I know, but like weirdly, people love this YouTube documentary. That's like same thing with Demi. Justin Bieber did like a. It's gotten like forty-two million streams, but I watched it last night because I've always been very infatuated with her existence because I feel like I've it's been like in the works for a while that like this Paris character that she grew up being is not real mm-hmm. which I love like I think one of our friends showed me like a leaked paparazzi video of her talking normally and yeah, then, she has this like deep voice yeah and then they're like Paris and she's like hi I'm like okay commitment to the bit I love that <laughs> but I have an issue with whoever marketed the documentary and here's why the main um, the documentary was amazing I think she's an amazing human I'm being I'm dying to watch it's number one on my list I'm gonna watch yeah. it right after this however the toast shout out love them the podcast I listen to they recapped it in full detail so yeah. I feel like I can speak on it a little bit I would watch it again it's amazing but they marketed it as this like whole like Paris is coming out as a real person like the whole I thought the whole thing was gonna be about her creation of this character but the whole thing is really about the trauma she's working through of this like crazy abusive like boarding school boarding school she was literally like sent to against her will by her parents in Utah in the middle of the night in the middle of the night where she was like literally like emotionally physically abused she was like put in solitary confinement they were like starved and like the whole um why did her parents send her there was because, she like a nightmare, yes. nightmare no she wasn't a child? nightmare but she was just like she had unlimited money and she was just a rebel and she was living in New York City going out every night and her her mother who's in the documentary who I think has no excuse for what she did to her child but she was like it was our only way we could save her was to send her away because they sent her to to a bunch of like wilderness recovery schools like Dr. Phil Turnabout Ranch Um, (laughs) unfamiliar but sure um, and she would just run away she literally was like fuck this I'm not doing this and would like run away so like this is the only it's essentially a prison but she talks about like this nightmare she has every night Spoiler alert, if you haven't listened, like, skip ahead, like, two minutes. But she talks about this nightmare she has every night of, like, she's laying in bed and two men just come in and grab her and carry her out. And she's, like, screaming for help and, like, everyone's standing by and no one is helping her. And that's literally what happened when she was sent to the school. She was 15. They, like, came into her room, two men in the middle of the night, snatched her up and, like, carried her against her will out of her house. And she, like, turned around and her parents were just, like, standing there. Like, I don't, like, why? Why? Like, why why not, hey, honey, we're sending you to school in Utah. Like, why the abduction? But because I think the abduction made it so that, like, no one could resist. Like, there could be no resistance to it and they would just go. But, like, the whole documentary is not only about her, but all these other women who survived these schools and schools like it. And there's this huge campaign they created about coming forward to hopefully, like, open everyone's eyes to, like, how twisted these institutions are and, like, convince parents to, like, turn away from them and all this stuff. So it's all about her, like, recovering all of her trauma from her past life on top of like her life and her legacy and her empire and her this and her that like she's a very like interesting human being the whole movie she's just like I want to make a billion dollars and then I'll be happy but it's all about like money you find out like the root of her necessity for success is to like prove her parents wrong and prove everybody who told her she was worthless in this school wrong and that like she could do something for herself so it's all very like watching this like very self-actualized famous young woman kind of like relive her trauma and also realize like everything she's done has not been amazing like she's the prototype for like the influencer culture that she's the first to say like it gave me everything I wanted and I'm still not happy and look at all these people's lives I'm ruining by them trying to follow in my footsteps like it's a really really good documentary and I would never think to watch a Paris Hilton documentary and like watch such a well-spoken intelligent young lady right well I heard that like her former her former classmates were like 
Yeah. Yeah, when, you know, when the her show life. is on in The Simple Life, and she's like, I don't know how to use a mop. They were like, bitch, we used to scrub floors for 12 hours a day. It's yep. cool. Like, so it is, like, all a character that she created. Mm-hmm. I also love... Um, Kim Kardashian's brief appearance and it's like Paris's friend and former assistant. Yes. And, <laughs> and then it's like, it's like, that, it's it's like Kim Chris, Chris Jenner, friend of the family. It like <laughs> kills me. Um, wait, also speaking of Kim, Kanye has gone off the rails again. Again? Did you see the photo of him peeing on his Grammy in the toilet? No. You didn't see that? Can I find it? Yes. Yeah. He's just lost it again. Can someone please get him some help? Where's, where's Chris? What's happening? He did say though, what did he say? Wait. Let me find it because you know how he and Taylor Swift have beef. He did say, I'm going to personally see to it that Taylor Swift gets her master's back. Scooter is a close family friend. What a shocking turn of events. Gets her master's back? Yeah, I won't bore the listeners, but Taylor Swift, you know, doesn't actually own a lot of her music because of a contract that she signed when she was young. Yes. So like Scooter, Ron, and Scott Barsha. Yes. Same thing with it. JoJo. JoJo went through the same thing, and now she like sure. finally got the rights to all her new music. Yes. Give JoJo a listen, you guys. What an incredible vocalist. I know, the Ariana Grande her. before her time. No, she really was. Okay. Let's get into... Let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. We have... Speaking of which, have you seen the new Mulan? No. Me neither. Okay. We, we've talked about that. We haven't watched it, but Wendy Wu stole her costume. Oh, no, that's No, 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 vice versa. Oh, my God. Someone check on me. <laughs> I'm putting the back of my hand to her forehead, and it's a little warm. <laughs> No, I'm fine. No, I'm she's, fine. Fine. she's fine. I'm just tired. But that's what I meant. Mulan stole Wendy Wu's gig. Yes. Um, okay. So this week we're just going to do like a big, I think we already said this in the beginning. We're going to make literally, have you seen, have you heard, have you watched an entire, entire hour long episode. So buckle up. There's so much to catch up on. Okay. Yeah. First, which is, this is like now old news, but two weeks ago it was news. Zach Efron has a new girlfriend and she is living out all of our dreams. Yep. Did you hear who I this did. bitch is? I did. This girl is 25 and she was just like working at a cafe in Australia where Zac Efron apparently moved. He lives there now. Who knew? Uh, Wilderness man. It makes sense. Tracks. It absolutely tracks. And he just like fell in love with the girl at his cafe and now they're dating and like living together. She was just like a random girl and Zac Efron walks in and is like, you know what? I want to date you. I'm so mad. No, I am so mad. Go off, bitch. I mean, she's a model. She's a a deity at this point. She's like the chosen one. No, literally. And her working at the cafe was just like her survival job. She's a model. So obviously she's like stunningly pretty. But she's 25, which is like not fair because that's how old like we all are. The girls who like grew up with him wanting to date him. And now she just finds this bitch at a cafe. She's living the dream. Props to you, girl. Kudos. You made it. We are all cheering for you, rooting for you. You did what all of us have been dreaming of doing since we were nine years old. She did it. So for that, we have to say, fuck you, but also congratulations. A trigger, though. The name's Vanessa. Vanessa. He has a type. (laughs) Anyway, I just had to talk about that because I'm so shook by that news. I know. All right, we're just going to ping pong back and forth. This is also old news. Dancing with the Stars has finally premiered. Yes. And you guys, it is bleak all across the board, but no, also so entertaining. bleak. It's fucking fantastic. Well, no, it's bleak in this regard. First of all, can someone get Tyra Banks a brush? Okay, can someone get her, like, 
an MRI? Like, <laughs> she, she, was okay. like, she was like really slurring her speech and like she was so off. I don't know if she was just nervous and the combo of like they're not well, being an audience. Yeah, the pumped in the pumped in vocals is so weird. Like the pumped in booing. Yeah, well, because that's the thing. A lot of these shows are doing like fake applause. So that I watched last week was like the first week of um the NFL being back and yes. I was watching football and the cheers in that were really realistic. It sounded just like a normal game. These cheers on Dancing with the Stars, they were having a little bit of technical difficulties with. They it were. was nonstop at the beginning. Yep. I was like, can we shut the fuck up? I can't hear anything. It was <laughs> yes. just like the fake laugh track. So poor Tyra, because I love her, but like she's kind of, she's, she's kind of gone downhill a little bit. She's also looking very scary in the face. Yeah, there was a lot happening. I was a little worried for her. Um, who are your highlights from the cast? No, literally everyone. So, okay, I'll give you my Who's highlights. Who's your like front runner? Who are you rooting for? I have to root for Caitlin Bristow. Okay. Because for those of you Bachelor fans who don't remember the full story, and I don't even know if you know this. Mm-mm. Caitlin Bristow was a contestant on The Bachelorette on Chris Soule's season. She was amazing. She was iconic because she's like this loud, you know, she swears, talks about sex. Like she's just very open and it's just so cool and funny. So then she became The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. But on her season, it was like, at this point, it was like seven years ago. It was a while back. She slept with one of the guys, Nick Vile. She slept with Nick before Fantasy Suites. And that was like unheard of. So everyone like bullied the shit out of her. And she had this, I mean, it's so fucked up. She had this reputation as like a big whore, That's which is awful. Horrible. But after her season, she was offered to do Dancing with the Stars, like had a partner and everything. And then Mike Fleiss, the producer of The Bachelor, because her contract wasn't up to like punish her for like the bad ratings of her season, pulled her and said she couldn't do Dancing with the Stars because she was still under contract with The Bachelor. So it was like this whole thing. And she's previously a dancer and had given up her dance career for her boyfriend before The Bachelor. So it's just totally full circle. Her lifelong dream was to be on Dancing with the Stars. And she was so good and so cute. She was good. she's obviously my front runner. But the person who I thought was the best, who I also love, was Neve from Catfish. Correct. He was was amazing. Yes. Where did that come from? He He was so good. Unbelievable. Also, speaking of people we need to check on, is the judging panel okay? No, they're, they're actually not. Carrie Ann, it's like, no, that hair looks awful. No. Please, no one asked for that. Derek Huff, wig. like, uh, are you okay? Like, Well, so I actually, I always find him extremely annoying. I don't like Derek Huff. Yeah. But poor Len is stuck in London. He sure so is. Derek took over. And that I video thought- message where he's like, Tyra, I give you a 10. And she's like, I'm going to tear up. That was so heartfelt. I was like, Tyra, relax. I, know. I, I thought Derek was actually great because I thought he was giving like real dance critique whereas yeah. everyone just gives like fake judging yeah and then bruno is just like he's on his own bruno is world. on his own planet but he's like you better salsa you shimmy like that i was like, I'm like All that's right. his name right yeah bruno okay i thought so but anyway so neve i thought was hands down the best he was so good caitlin and neve were my two favorites i thought they were way too hard on chrishell I they were way too hard on this Chrishell. She got so gypped. I don't understand why everyone loves to hate her. No, it, it really upsets me. No, it's she's, really upsetting. She's a, an amazing self-made woman. And she wasn't, I mean, she wasn't great. No. She wasn't even good. But no. like, she wasn't 
awful. She wasn't Carol fucking Baskin. No, and she had like the second lowest score. I think she had, she was second to go in the episode and the judges had to like make a statement and be like, oh look, we're going to be tough too. Yeah. And, but seriously, everyone was great. Sky Jackson was great. AJ McLean was good. Um, Jesse Metcalf, so sexy. Yeah. Oh, he was so good. Nellie, great. Yeah. I mean, literally everyone <laughs> Nelly. was so good. But Caitlin and Neve. Johnny Weir was my favorite. Yeah. outfit. I know. Come Johnny on. Did you see when he didn't get the score that he wanted? Because he got, I think, like 16, yeah. which is like a fine score for the first episode. And his partner was like, that's good. That's good. And he was like, it's fine. <laughs> and it wasn't. Well, like, when the, who's the old, the old NBA legend? Like, oh, six, Charles Oakley. Charles Oakley. Oh, they'd I be like, so they'd be like, four. And his partner was like, a four. Yes. And he was like, okay. Well, he was just like, I'm just trying to have fun. Yeah. Like, oh, he was so cute. Miss Carol Baskin. I, that's okay, what, so that's we what, have to get into that's Carol what I'm going to look like at the first dance call back when theaters <laughs> are back. I'm about to just be like, shoulders up, claws up. Okay. We, there's so much to say about her. One, the claws every time the camera. I went to her. This bitch knew nothing else. She didn't know what to do. No. My favorite though was the B-roll of her in her house practicing on the VR headset. Yes! With like her arms just flailing and every time they dubbed it with her being like, I have zero dance experience <laughs> and it's like, we can tell Or her Carol. being like, goodbye and her spooky husband being like, don't leave me. I was like, oh God. No, her on the bike. I yeah. mean, it was unbelievable. She obviously danced to Eye of the Tiger. She got the lowest score of the night. At a whopping 11. <laughs> and she... She was horrible. Awful. But what did I tell you? Floor-length dress doing a samba. That was exactly what they gave us. I know. It really was. And a couple more things about her. What was I going to say? Oh, when Tyra, like, talked to her after and she didn't say anything. <laughs> she was like, she was like, did it spark the eye of your tiger mama? She like... <laughs> she didn't say anything. Tyra was like, I don't know if okay. her lawyer was like, Keep your goddamn mouth shut. <laughs> like, or if she was literally having and a stroke. Did you see that ad they yes. ran? Oh my god, the ad. So the that the, the family the ran. family of her ex husband, who she allegedly murdered, definitely murdered, fed to the tigers, put out an ad during Dancing with the Stars from Florida that was like, if anyone has any leads on the location of John Lewis. Please let us know. They were like, before John Lewis famously became the murder victim of Carol Baskin, he, to us, was daddy. Like, the way that <laughs> yes. they said it, I was like, okay. He was my boss. I was his assistant. Like, <laughs> but then the reward for, like, any yeah. information is $100,000, which is, like, not a lot for no. the level of this case. Like, Okay, I'm gonna call in and just be like, I saw him walking down Fifth Ave and like see if I can get a hundred fit. Did you see? <laughs> I need to start taking tally of all the times you slip up. I'm really not. Did you okay. see on the View? The View is talking about Dancing with the Stars, and the View is still like virtual through Zoom. And Whoopi was like, Carol Baskin on Dancing with the Stars. What do you think, Joy? And Joy was like, I thought it was weird of ABC. What a missed opportunity. They should have had her her ex husband on the show. And then Megan McCain was like, No, Joy. Joy, he's dead. Joy, did you watch Tiger King? She's like, oh, no, they just told me he was missing. Thought he was missing. Thought maybe they put him on the show. And Megan was like, no, Joy, he's dead. She's like, oh, well, they only told me he was missing. I don't know. I didn't see it. I don't care. I wish Joe Exotic could be on the show. I know, but because he's incarcerated. I know, but like those costumes, he would have absolutely He would have danced living. to his own songs. He would have. And he, I mean, those hips, they don't lie. He <laughs> would have been tearing up the dance floor. I will never financially recover from this. It's just, I this year, it's truly the best cast ever. Oh, and this is going to transition to our next story. Monica Aldama was so good, but now I feel like it's all going to 
come go crashing really down on bad her. for her because I don't know if you guys saw I'm so 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 sad and like disturbed to report this but Jerry Harris the star of cheer has been arrested on child pornography charges and faces 15 to 30 years in prison and it's absolutely horrifying Horrible. it's so disgusting and it's just like you know it's awful. I don't I don't even know what to say because it's like my instinct is to be like, oh, I loved him so much and I like feel bad for him that he's going to jail. But it's like, okay, no, if he's abusing children, I obviously Ad- should be like, adios. okay, no, goodbye. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so And everyone's awful. statements are slowly coming out being like, we had no idea and away he goes. Yeah, like- literally no one had any idea. Ladarius put out a statement because Ladarius was yeah. abused as a kid and... There's no excuse for it. It's just, it's so upsetting. And I mean, most upsetting for the kids who he abused. Like, that's just so, so awful. And hopefully they will get justice and be okay and all that. And I just, I feel bad for Monica doing Dancing with the Stars during this. Like, it's totally going to weigh on her. I wouldn't be surprised if she, like, drops out. But tonight is the Emmys, too. And Cheer is nominated for a bunch of stuff. So. I was, I'm wondering if they're going to win anything or if anything's going to show him. It's so, it's just such an awful story. Yeah. I mean, technically he hasn't been, he hasn't actually like been charged yet, but he's already admitted to pretty much all of it. Yeah. So, and has been arrested and is in custody because they think he's like a danger to the community. It's such, such an awful story. Do you want to do one or is it mine? Um, I just did Dancing with the Stars, so it's yours now. Okay, I have lots of things to talk about. Go for it. Okay. Um, Some more Bachelor news, which I don't (gasps) know if this will mean anything to you. Probably not, but go off. To my Bachelor fan listeners, Cassie Randolph. Randolph? What's her last name? Doesn't matter. Cassie Randolph has filed a restraining order against Colton Underwood. This is like, who the fuck are these No, that's Hannah Brown's season, right? Hannah was on Colton's season. Yes. Yes. I, yes. Yes, she was. Mm-hmm. Colton hopped that fence. We should have known then and there that he was a psycho. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he and Cassie were engaged. They broke off their engagement a couple months ago. And then, like, weird things started coming out. Like, Cassie was really upset every time Colton would talk about their relationship. And then, finally, she just had to file a restraining order against him because he was stalking her. He placed a tracking device in her car and was also had multiple numbers texting her because he was obviously pretending that he wasn't the stalker. He was pretending that she had, like, a fan stalker. And then he created multiple people who were also being stalked by this anonymous stalker. So he was like pretending to be them to text Cassie to be like, he's doing it to you too. But it was him all along. That is some, we got to get Nurse Ratchet in here. She needs to fix him, which I will comment on in a moment. Have you watched? No, did you watch? I watched a few episodes. Oh my God, I need to watch. I must watch it the other night, but then I was like, eh, I'm scared. And then RBG died, so all my plans were canceled. Yeah. But, anyway, uh, finish your spot on Colton, and then I'll talk about I mean, it's just. Nurse Cratchit. <laughs> Nurse Cratchit. Uh, Tiny Tim, here, here, here she comes. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. This is the Kendall Stroke episode. Here, here, here she comes. Um, anyway, it's just so weird. Colton, what a weirdo. I mean, he just, he has a lot of issues that he needs to address. But can these men, like, why are all these men unhinged? Can we get it together, please? Yeah. Please, let's get it together. Let's pull it together. I feel so bad for Cassie. Colton's team has not put out a statement, but like, I don't know, Reality Steve has all the tea. Ugh. 
we stand. Only a few more weeks until Bachelor, and then we'll be doing weekly recaps. We sure will. Let me talk to you about Ryan Murphy's Ratchet. It's not Ratchet. I just said duh. Ratchet. Duh. I know. That's what I said. I even enunciated the D, but then you cut me off, didn't hear it, because you were already ready to roast me. (laughs) Um, it's, it's, uh, It's a Ryan Murphy show. Yeah, we've talked about it. So no, I know it's a Ryan Murphy show. I'm using it like as an adjective. Like it's uh, a Ryan Murphy show in the sense where it's just like, kind of like moody and hypersexual, and like the tone is just like kind of all over the place. And the first couple of episodes were like really gory and intense. Like yeah, in the trailer beyond. she's like, show. I didn't know that the lobotomy they stick the needle up through your eyeball. Mm-hmm. I didn't know and that. And there's like a woman like in a boiling bath, like screaming. Like it's like really really horrible. But you, a lover of Nurse Ratchet, duh. like me, it kind of all from what I've seen, obviously I'm only a few episodes in, it goes into like her history and why she, it's like her childhood and her trauma and why she is the way she is, which I like a lot. Yeah. And it's just, is it just the prequel or does it go into like one floor of the cuckoo's nest time? Or is it all like pre-cuckoo's nest? Unclear. As of now, we're not there yet. I don't know okay. if it will eventually get there, but her whole thing is she has like this like insane priest she's in love with who's living in the basement of the asylum and that's like why she's there to like save him it's very very odd i need to watch but yeah it's i'll like, watch an episode or two with you how scary is it like it's ryan murphy scary so not okay, scary so it's not scary and it's and it's sarah paulin so i think we're <laughs> sarah good sarah nurse cratchit um but it's okay. I'm really over this Ryan Murphy thing where I've he's been just over like him for no, so long. no, of course. But this specific thing where he's it's his like cast of players just in every show playing yes. something different, like to the point where it's like the guy that played Darren Chris's dad on Gianni Versace is like in it for no reason. I'm like, what is oh. this traveling carny team like mentality with these TV shows? <laughs> like, get some fresh talent in there. It's the same exact people carny in different outfits. They are carny folk. <laughs> the lot of them. <laughs> No, I just... I love calling people carny No, folk. I know you do. It makes me laugh so hard because it's just, like, so specific and it just paints the most clear image. Talk about carny folk. Ryan Murphy, wrap it up. Seriously. Wrap it up. So I'll keep watching and we'll see. Also... I need to watch, too. You have to watch The Vow. I can't talk about it enough, but new episodes keep coming out and it keeps getting better and better. Okay, I know. I watch. Again, you guys, you know me. I haven't been watching any TV because what consumes my time? You just go, I know, I watch. <laughs> I'm so worried I'm, for I'm you. worried too. No, I've literally just never been so tired. Oh. So I'm slurring my speech a little bit. I meant to say, I know, I will watch. Okay, thank you. As all my listeners, my listeners, all of our listeners <laughs> How dare know. She, the truth comes out. <laughs> all of our listeners know, I don't watch TV anymore. What do I only watch? One, two, three, say it with me. TikToks. TikToks. Or plural. <laughs> um, let's talk about what's happening with TikTok. It's actually good news. Yeah. She's here to stay, but like, it's kind of weird. She's, She's here to like, stay for now. They're really keeping us on the edge of our seat. So... If you've been following the TikTok drama, Trumpy Trumpy, Trumpy Donny Johnny said that TikTok has to go. <laughs> Why am I having a joke? Okay. Sticky Donkey, Johnny Johnny. Okay. Donald Trump is trying to ban TikTok. He's claiming it's because China's stealing our data. We all know it's because he's a pussy ass bitch who's butt hurt from when all the kids on TikToks hijacked his rally and bought all the tickets. We stand so we hard. We stand. I've bought multiple Me too. tickets. I mean, they're free. You just have to reserve them. Yeah. But anyway, so he just hates TikTok because he's a bitter whiny bitch. So he's trying to get rid of it. And 
he said someone had to buy it. Oracle finally purchased it on like the last day of the window Trump gave. Yep. So apparently as of today. Today. today apparently as of today, <laughs> you can't download it anymore in the app store. But if you have it it's on like your Flappy phone. Bird. Sure. Yeah. Period. <laughs> um, you can't download it anymore, but if you have it, it's fine. There's just going to be no updates. And then Oracle has until November 12th to like do whatever Trump wants. Which them at this to point, do. hopefully by November 12th, it ain't about Trump no more. Everyone register to vote, vote blue. Yeah, but he would still be, you know, in charge oh, until yeah. January. Yeah. But, but, you know, maybe Joe would be like, first order of business. TikTok is back. Not that, you know, there's obviously way bigger things to worry about. But anyway, I think so. I think it's here to stay. Someone so. bought it and they're going to figure it out. Thank God Noah Beck was probably really starting to sweat. He's like, I might have to go to community college now. I know. Well, okay. I have a couple TikTok themed stories. Oh, go off. Can I just keep on rolling? Roll it, bitch. Here we go. Let me roll it. Sure. Is that a song? Yeah. Rolling, 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 rolling on the river. Thank you. <laughs> okay, two more pieces of it's TikTok a, it's news. It's a madhouse in this apartment. It always is. Fishlon, quiet down. You guys, update on the fish. I have never been so in love. Aww. He's literally like a dog. He's you cute. go up to the tank and he like wags his tail. He's so cute. <laughs> okay, anyway, here's my two pieces of TikTok news. Addison Ray has been cast in the remake of She's All That. Yes. So they're doing like a gender swapped remake of She's All That and she'll be playing Freddie Prince Jr.'s character. She has a weird name, like Paget. <laughs> I think it's the character's I name. I think so, Pidget. too. Something really ugly. Paget. <laughs> She's like, can't wait for you to meet Paget. I'm like, I'm questioning you, Addison. You're like, I don't know if I want to meet her. No. I mean, this could go, wow, another man crawling out of his hole for bread season. Crawling out of his hole and into yours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding, you guys. Something is weird in the universe. The men are coming out of every hidden place. I only have one breadcrumber crawling back. Well, they're not it's all... The, it's the same breadcrumber. I only really have one. I'm nothing if not consistent. Well, I, not all of these men are breadcrumbing me. They're all just, like, coming out for a little, you know, fall attention. And, you know, it's less... These men are less breadcrumbing and more just, like, every once in a while they leave a loaf perfectly wrapped up on my doorstep. So I'm just, with, like... With no return address. With no return address. But it's just, like, they're thinking of me. <laughs> you know, keeping me in the back pocket. Totally. Men love to have me in their back pocket. I am a back pocket bitch. I have, you know, trying to get to the front pocket. It never it's seems to work. Men love to keep me in their back pocket. And you know what? I celebrate that. Yeah. I'm always yeah. here to say, sure. Me, I'm kind of like a bottom of the shoe girl. Or I'm like a... I'm <laughs> he like, stepped in gum. Yeah, that's me. I'm like, track me into the house and let me ruin your day. I'm also the kind of girl where like, you know, a full zip up, those pockets aren't really secure. And like, you put your phone in it and then you take three steps and your phone's on the floor. That's the pocket I thrive in. No, I love that. The back pocket I'm in, I'm not securely in the back pocket. Well, I'm I'm very secure in there. Are I'm you so loose secure. change no, or no, are you like I'm a dense like, wall? I'm like, I'm like a crumpled up cough drop wrapper. Oh. Oh, God. Bottom, You'll like, be there for years. No, have been the, there the, for years. The washer can't been, even take you out. <laughs> been through the wash and dry cycle multiple no, times. No, you know what you are, bitch? I have nowhere to go. You're a tube of chapstick left in the back pocket, put through the wash. You will never come out of those fucking jeans. <laughs> <laughs> a ballpoint pen. Yeah, a ballpoint left pen. Open, just bitch. Just scribbled all over. Ever seen Frindle? <laughs> That's your future. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love a back pocket. It's cozy back there. It's warm. I, I you got all the butt it. heat. Keep me on a back burner. Oh, burn it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, thank you, sir. I will be responding later. Okay. Back to Addison Ray. Of course. Pageant. Pageant. <laughs> <laughs> How, like, what? Ugh, who cares? I mean, well, it's just like, can she act? No, she can't do anything. Uh, maybe she I saw she her can. face at Dunkin' Donuts, and I'm like, bitch, are you no, everywhere? that's Charlie. Demilio. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Addison. A bad bleep Addison, Addison Ray. Lil Shawty the baddest. And she has her, her ways. ways. So that song is really heartfelt to me. Um, anyway, yeah, so I, I just like... I'm here for this younger generation of TikTokers. Obviously, I stand them and really support them and like want to be their publicist. But totally. I don't I doubt Addison can act. So it's like why and it's like a huge remake. It's directed by Mark Waters, who directed yeah. Mean Girls and Freaky Friday. So like it's gonna be like that level of film. So I hope that she can act. Yeah. I doubt it. I definitely doubt it, but I don't think it matters. Did she'll you hear she'll that? bring in the cash. I, well, exactly, because girls are like little little girls are obsessed little with her. Little girls. <laughs> but she, um, I was going to say a fan theory, and this was not my news, but a fan theory also about Addison Rae. People think that the reason Kourtney Kardashian has been hanging out with her so much <gasps> is to groom her to like be the next e-reality star because Addison has like a weird family. Her mom is like very Kris Jenner vibes. Like, but why Kourtney? Kourtney hates the show. I would think it would be Kim or Chloe. I know it's like a weird fan theory. I don't know if I believe it, but but then why else are they fucking hanging out? She's a grown ass woman no, hanging out with a teenager. It's really bizarre. It makes me so uncomfortable. Me too. They're always like laying all over each other in their bikinis, and I'm just like, why? You know how I feel about grown people who lay on people. Oh, we do not fuck with that. No. Don't touch us. <laughs> My last piece of TikTok news, Dixie D'Amelio released her music video today for Be Happy Remix featuring Black Bear and Lil Mosey. <laughs> <laughs> not to be confused with Mr. Mosby. would love to hear him on a record. Shawty jaw, shawty jaw. <laughs> crazy legs, crazy, crazy legs. Fish tail. <laughs> Um, okay, she released the music video today, and the co-star in the music video is none other than our daddy Noah Beck. Uh, and, no, uh, I, I think they pretty much confirmed today that they're dating. So, a little background. He and Dixie have been seen together, like, everywhere. What a name. Dixie. I know. Dixie D'Amelio. I mean, you know, has a mm, good ring to it. Whatever. Um, anyway, they have been hanging out all the time. They have this, like, running gag. They're like, bestie, bestie, we're best nope. friends, whatever. And, but Dick then, right in the mouth. <laughs> Cut the cameras, dead ass. Talk about another lucky bitch. I know. But like all the paparazzi videos, see them like snuggling up in restaurants and stuff. So he's the like co-star with her in the music video, and they're like laying all over each other. <gasps> they make out in the music oh video. Oh my god, I have to see this. And I want so, to see Noah tongue a bitch down. Oh, I know it's it's great, but I think they're officially dating, and that was like how they came out today because. Noah did a video with Blake Gray like two days ago where Blake was like, oh yeah, what's, he's another sweet boy. No, I know him. I'm not a fan. Oh. The dark hair. Yeah. It's like, we didn't need the black hair, but it's fine. It's fine. Um, They did a video and Blake is like, oh, what's the deal with you and Dixie? And Noah whispers, he goes, when is this coming out? Tomorrow? And Blake was like, yeah. And he goes, oh, we're best friends. Because, like, I think they were waiting to confirm their relationship today. So I've been on my phone all day because now that the video's out, I'm waiting for them to come out and say Pull that they're dating. Pull up the video. I want to see the tonguing. Okay, well, not on air. It's, like, not that exciting. Well, fine. Pause it. I'll be back with my live react. Okay, please hold. 
Your live reaction, sir? Mm. That was good. <laughs> Why else would they make out? Like, no, they're obviously so, dating. I would let him fucking beat my ass into the next dimension. No, I know, but like, it's disturbing. He's only 19. That's above the legal age. No, I know, but it's just like, eh. He's like made a full career for himself of being stunningly good looking. Oh, he's literally like the Zac Efron of Should I like, get Noah Beck brows that just go straight up? What do you mean? His, oh, I know. He does have great brows. No, but his eyebrows literally go like this. <laughs> they go straight up. I'll post a photo on the feed of me doing Noah Beck brows. They're literally like, there's it's, no it's, there's no arch. It's honestly hot, though. We have no choice but to stand. No choice but to stand. Daddy Beck. I wonder okay. if he calls his dick the Beck. The Beck. <gasps> Blow my back out. Oh! I forget one time this guy I hooked up with. All he said was, you can't handle the blank. And like abbreviated his name. And you were like... Sure can. <laughs> sure can. Sure couldn't, but sure did. Anyway, what's um, your next story? Can I tell you a new hobby I've been taking to? Please. Bullying Ramona Singer on Instagram. You talked about this a little bit last time. Yeah, and I've really gone like balls deep into bullying her on Instagram. And you're like kind of going viral for it. Viral is generous. Thank you. I'm getting a lot of support from a lot of democratic, um, like-minded Real Housewives of New York fans. The but you have like what three hundred fifty likes on that comment? Yeah, so she we're getting there. She is a horrible like anti-masker Trump supporter. I really, really lost my mind on her this week because she got a manicure. Yeah, they look gorgeous. Thank you. She on the reunion. They started the reunion by kind of going off on her for not taking COVID seriously. And she, like, had COVID. And she's like, I already had it. I don't have the virus, darling. Clearly, I'm not doing anything wrong. I don't have the virus. And they were like, Andy was like, that's not what it's about, you psycho. And, like, they all lost it on her. And she was being so annoying. And she kept, like, running around the set without a mask on. And Andy would be like, you have to put a mask on, Ramona. And she, like, got up to hug Leah. And Andy was like, you can't hug her. You're not allowed. She's just fucking off the rails. And so she's been like all over fucking Instagram with her like Trump propaganda. And she had the audacity to post a photo of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and being like, this strong woman paved the way for so many, blah, blah, blah. And so all I did was post a little comment on the (laughs) post that said, a great way to honor her would be to vote for Joe Biden this fall. And I got 350 likes and a slew of illiterate fuckers. Like, oh, coming for you? Coming for me being like, there's this one guy, my favorite quote, he has like 300 followers and he's like a mess. He, in his response to me, in quotes, it says, actor, I'm dying. With a bunch of laughing emojis. <laughs> and then there was this, oh and there's this one girl who like meant to say like, this comment is asinine, but she doesn't know how to spell. So she said, this comment is a sign. <laughs> And then, like, one lady was I like... I love internet trolls. I'm, they're so stupid. Well, like, you're also a troll, but, you know. Yeah, but, like, I have a bachelor's degree. <laughs> These fuckers can't tie their shoes, I'm sure. Um, there was one that was like, would you want somebody telling you how to love? Then how come? How about you stop telling her how to vote? This is America. I was like, I'm not telling her anything. I'm actually just making a light suggestion, which is my First Amendment right that you seem so obsessed with. And they just, like, laugh and disappear. But I'm like, to this day, it's been days, and people are still like... You are gay trash. And I'm like, thank you. We've met. Thank you, I know. Thank you, I know. So it's going well, and I will continue to troll her until my dying day. If anyone else wants to hop on the bandwagon and, like, help me troll her account, I'm also starting a Twitter petition to get her removed from season 13 because she has no business being there, especially if they're going to fucking fire Our queen Dorinda. Dorinda. Which they addressed on the reunion, the they turkey did. baster comment. Because <gasps> Tinsley brought it up. Because Tinsley went at Dorinda. It was iconic. Dorinda was really misbehaving well, at the reunion. On, I heard at the reunion that apparently it came out that 
John borrowed money, money from, from Scott, Scott, and that's like where the beef comes and from. And they aired footage oh, from a did? previous season that was not previously aired of her yelling at John on the phone, and Dorinda was just denying everything. And Tinsley was like, you don't like me because your man took money from my man and you have just pride about it. And Tinsley, like, ripped her new one. It's the only moment I've ever, like, really fucked with Tinsley Mortimer. I was like, oh, my God, go off. Get her. Oh, my God. But the whole, and, like... Wait, so she was on the reunion even though she left, like, two episodes She was on the, the union season? for half of the reunion and then once it went past her point in the season, she left. Okay. Um, but Dorinda, the last year, not caught up, but for those of you who are... In the last episode of the season, Leah was like, a toast to Tinsley for like introducing me to you guys and Dorinda drunk and in a sling, like dressed as a mummy. I don't know what she was doing. She was dressed as literally Madame Cleo. She had on like a bedazzled head Like wrap. on purpose? Yeah, for like a Christmas party. I don't know. But she was like, she was like, Tinsley breached your contract. She left the show and like freaked out about Tinsley at the fucking finale of the season where Tinsley wasn't even there. Oh so she's God. like, this hatred for Tinsley must run very deep. Jeez. So the reunion was a hit. But that being said, Ramona is despicable. And I'll continue to bully her every day on I, social media. We don't support bullying, but I love that. Thank you. Um, okay, two more quick little things. One, did you see that Cardi B is getting, getting divorced, divorced Good. from Offset? Yeah, honestly, Good. fuck that. He was cheating on her the entire time. Leave him leave him behind. And I finally saw they released a statement, she's worth more than him, which is good. Oh, well, obviously. obviously. So Migos, think- like, it was very short-lived. They yeah. haven't done anything in forever. No. And she's, like, the biggest female rapper of all time. Get a bucket in a mop. That's a wet ass pussy. And then the last thing that I have. Did you watch the Zoom reading of Fast Times at Ridgemont High? No, I did not. What the devil is that? I'm dying to know. <laughs> okay, so it's like a cult classic 80s movie, which I've never seen, I will admit. But Dane Cook hosted this Zoom table read of the script with literally like the most high profile people. It was Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt, oh, Morgan Freeman, yes. Matthew McConaughey, Jimmy Kimmel, Shia LaBeouf, Sean Penn. It uh, fucking... Pretty Women. What's her name? Oh, Julia Roberts. Yes, Julia Roberts. Julia Rob Hurts. If you know that joke, I love you. It's from 22 Jump I think Street. it's Pretty Woman. Did I say Pretty Women? Mm-hmm. It is Woman. It's Little Women. Not to be confused. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Let's pretend we're riding on a kite. As you were. <laughs> Um, anyway, so they did this Zoom table read of the script, which is this, like, outrageously inappropriate movie. Beautiful. And it was so good. First, there's so many things to discuss. First of all, the Brad Pitt, Jennifer Aniston, he goes, hey, Aniston. She goes, hi, Pitt. And he goes, how are you? She goes, good, honey. How are you? I've memorized the whole thing. <laughs> no, but there's that thing that went viral on Instagram. She's like, hi, Brad. I've always thought you were so oh, sexy, oh, Brad. Yes, the, the character that he read was Brad, so that was like literally like fan fiction. Oh my god, it was so funny. Morgan Freeman read the stage directions, and he would be That's like, iconic. he'd be like, she unties her bra. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> it's like getting so uncomfortable. Everyone watching Brad and Jen do that sexual scene. Brad was so uncomfortable. Everyone was dying. Aniston Julia Roberts, was leaning all the way oh in. God. Julia Roberts had the biggest smile on her face. That whole thing. I just need them to get back together. It's 2020. Anything can happen. I'm calling it. I want Oh them my God. I forgot until this moment that they were a couple at one point. Yes. Hi, Aniston. Hi, Pitt. How are you? I'm good, honey. How are you? Oh my God. Yeah. The layers. The layers. The, I have, you know, I've watched that so many times. 
times. Like, never forget when they, like, hugged at the SAG Awards earlier this year. And that went viral because everything they do is so layered. But anyway. I'm telling you. They're going to get back together. I'm going to call it out. He also, like, had so much filler. He looked a little scary, looks, but, like... He looks rough, see, and I thought, she I looks I thought he amazing. looked amazing, but fake amazing. Like, the filler is a lot. Like, his face looked really good, but it was, like... It didn't look like that six months ago, you know? Right. But the highlight of the whole thing, obviously, our king, Shia, Shia LaBeouf, was so... Funny, he was on another level. So this was a table read. Yeah. For those of you who are not in the entertainment industry, a table read is like the first time you read a script. So like, yes, you're kind of in character, but it's a cold read. You've never seen the script before. So you're not like fully, fully acting 100% like you would when the cameras roll or like if right. you were performing in front of a live audience. <laughs> not for Shia. No, Shia, because he's an extreme method actor who does everything 150%, was in character the entire time. He did the zoom from inside of his car, which he was hotboxing the entire time. He was stoned out of his mind, just vibing, wasn't wearing a shirt. He was like getting up and out of the car. He was on another level and it made like no sense compared to what everyone else was doing. Everyone was crying, laughing at him. The character he played was called uh, Spicoli and that's who Sean Penn played in the original movie. So watching Sean Penn watch Shia LaBeouf was so funny. If you haven't watched it, the clips like went all over Instagram the oh other God, day. I have to check this out. You can watch the whole thing on YouTube. It's like an hour. But it was so, so funny. I highly recommend. I would die for Shia any day of the week. And he just validated that. Wow. I think that's all I have. Choo-choo! It's that time again. Tickets out for the Hot Mess Express. Here. We. Go! Okay. Um, I'll go first. Go like for it. I'll go first. I'll take the reins on this train. Um, so this is just another couple of stories about middle school Thomas just really beating the system. So luckily for me, I had um, a few gullible teachers in middle school that like that on top of the gay charm, I could get away with absolute murder. Mm-hmm. So we had this art teacher in seventh grade who was already like, like unconfirmed, like smoking meth or some kind of mind altering <laughs> drug. She was out to lunch without a lunchbox. She really was. It's like she was, she would cry every class over something. Oh God, she, yeah, was, she was always crying. She was like, oh God, I miss my dad. He's dead. Or she'd be like, she oh God, I miss my brother. Something. He's dead. Like everyone was dead and like was she was hard. hitting the pipe perchance. It was so, hard. With a brain like mine, our class can be tough because I have a lot of great ideas, but none of the skills. So when <laughs> when they don't line never up... Never forget your self-portrait. Never forget my self-portrait. If I can find a photo, we'll put that on the feed. I was like, this is high art, and I look like a grasshopper. Like, I had, like, one eye on the side of my head. Kendall will never let me live it down. Oh, it's so funny. So when things would kind of start to go awry, and I would get frustrated with the skill set I was lacking, I would have to start over. Which, Miss... This woman, our professor, nope, <laughs> <laughs> who our art teacher, our professor, our professor, <laughs> Professor McGonagall, our art teacher, sometimes she would let me. She'd be very kind. Are you just picturing her in like a robe with a wand, like <laughs> Professor Trelawney? Yes, okay. Or be like, okay, that's your crack pipe. Okay, yeah, you better get down right. Okay, anyway, keep going. So there are two projects in, in particular that I was like, these need to go. <laughs> So we had one like collage like mm. project that I was about like six days out of the eight day work week into this project. And I was like, this sucks. <laughs> and I was like, Miss Thing, can I start over? She'd be like, oh, Thomas, no, you can't. We're so close to deadline. Just finish it up. Make it work. And I said, 
I said. No, it was art class. I know. Like, well, all you had to do was show up. No, I, I had to, I had to be the best artist in the class. Obviously, was I ever? No, but that was that was the mindset. It was high stakes all the time with me. <laughs> And so one day I was like, this fucking bitch, if she thinks I'm submitting this for a grade, she's out of her damn mind, which I already knew she was. So one day I was like, I'm going to go get my piece from the drying rack. And the way the art wing of our middle school worked was there were these cabinets that were bolted to the ground, which means if something were to say, slip behind one of them, it would never be seen again. (laughs) So I like took my piece off the drying rack and while no one was looking, shoved it behind one of these bolted down cabinets. Oh yeah, you were there. I I was like, Kendall, and just shoved it back. You ain't seen nothing. I was like, the fuck? I was like, you keep your mouth shut. <laughs> um, and so I walked back in and I was like, um, Miss Thing, like, don't use her name. So I walk in and I'm like, Miss Thing, my painting is gone. She's like, gone? And I was like, yeah, it's not there. She like runs out to the drying rack. It's nowhere to be found. She's like, oh, Tom, did you put it anywhere else? I was like, no, my God, I put it on the drying rack at the end of last class. Like, Teachers love to call you Tom. I know. I'm like, can everyone just like cut it out? She'd be like, oh, God, Tom. And, and, and so then I was like, oh, my God, I worked so hard on that. I was almost done. And she's like, oh, God, Tom, we have to find it. It was nowhere to be found. So then she's like, Tom, you're going to have to start over. I'm so sorry. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Got my way. Number one. Number two. Later in that year, we had this weird art project where we had to like shellac and paint and design a wine bottle. I know. Why were we doing that in eighth grade? Eighth grade. So I, of course, I was like, I'm going to do this gorgeous portrait art of my favorite street in Cape Cod. Like, the fuck like I can't do that so I think it was like day one and I was like this is not going well I need to start over and I was like are there any extra bottles and she's like no time you gotta you gotta finish you gotta finish again I can't with you like caring so much I was trash at art and was like and here it is no I was like I want it to be good you know me always longing to impress so then I walk in the next day and my bottle is there and I just am standing there and I just look at the teacher and I just take two fingers and gingerly just give it a little tip over the edge and then like ran a few feet away. So all of a sudden this bottle shatters. Everyone looks. I'm nowhere near the scene of the crime. And I was just like, oh my God, that was my bottle. And she was like, oh no, Tom. Oh God, such bad luck this year. She's like, no, my God, how did this happen? I was like, I don't know. I'm all, I'm all the way over here. Like I, maybe it was the wind or one of these other delinquent children. She's like, oh my God, Tom, oh my God, the bottle. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do? She's like, yeah, we have no more bottles. And I was like, well, I have an old pair of sneakers. Can I just paint on those? And she was like, sure. So I just like covered my fucking shoes in like glue and like just like made them a a pop art piece. And they were really kind of sick. So I really like did my own project because I ruined my former project. And then I think like got an award for it. What? Yeah, I remember they were like kept somewhere kind of maybe like in one of those display cases. It sounds, that sounds familiar, the shoe thing. But I just like splatter painted them. That was my thing also. I was like, let me splatter paint it. It takes no effort, no talent, and it looks really cool. So I like splatter painted some shoes and she's like, this is high art. Put this in the MoMA. TBT, I miss classes like that. Tech ed art piano with mrs zara of course she'd be like can you play hot crust buns i was like how about i do the moonlight concerto by chopin bitch and she was like ah 600 out of 10 i'd be like that's what i fucking thought (laughs) i'm dead 
I love those stories. Thank you. What I'm about- going to stick with the middle school yeah. trend. Go off, sis. And I was just reminiscing the other day on the first time that I ever hung out alone with a boy that I liked oh my in eighth grade. And the stakes were, they've never been higher. Never. I had been in love with this boy. It's okay. The story ends well. I ended up dating him for five years <laughs> in high school and college. But this was before that. I had the biggest crush on him in seventh grade. Like, never forget. Back then, I had a cell phone that could, I only had 200 texts a month. And me and this girl in seventh grade she also had a crush on his best friend and like we were best friends so we used to text non-stop we had nicknames for them we called them fox and rooster which is like so fucking weird it's really bizarre but we used to text 24 7 about our crushes i'll never forget my mom came like storming into my room once because me and this girl alone had exchanged seven thousand text messages one month and i was only supposed to have 200 total so i was like Oops. My bad. Um, so anyway, I had such a crush on him. We had this poetry project in seventh grade. Never forget. I never five get. And we, I was so bold. I wish I was this bold. This motherfucker was in my class and we had to present any poem for, from our poem portfolio to the class. And I chose, I wrote a sonnet about him and I chose to read it in front of the class that he was in. I wish I was that bold today. And it was not, not obvious. It was like, when we danced at that bar mitzvah, I almost died. I watch what your swim meets and I want to cry. (laughs) You were like, I felt your boner on my dress. (laughs) (laughs) It was not discreet at all. So anyway, I had liked him for so long. Meanwhile, we're all looking around the class like, who else here swims? I I guess it's... (laughs) Oh, oh, you swim. Oh, I know. Oh I my don't, God. I just really, I give no fucks. So then in eighth grade, we're still really good friends. And he asks me to hang out. So I was like, oh my fucking God. Yes. Okay. You were like, but the rest of my life begins today. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Pick what you want to do. This motherfucker was like, let's go to the gym. Oh, God. And I was like, okay, sure. Like, trying to look hot and fit, which, like, I was not. (laughs) I think this was, like, pre-getting my braces off. Juicy tracksuit, I'm sure. No, I think I wear, like, booty shorts that, like, said something on the butt. Remember when, like, that was a big thing? Yeah. You know? Yeah, so I went to the gym with him, and I remember... My mom driving me to the Mandel JCC of West Hartford. So much history in that building for us. So much (laughs) dense, rich history. And I remember her driving me there. I'm freaking the fuck out. The stakes have never been higher. I've never hung out with, like, a boy one-on-one like that. To me, it was a date. It totally wasn't. But in my head, I was like, this is my first date. So I showed up and showed out. Turned out, I don't know. Who cares? Anyway, <laughs> I get to the gym. First, we're like, you know, wandering around, and I'm like pretending to like punch a punching bag, and I'm just like, mm-hmm, help me lift this weight. Eh. And then he's like, should we go on the treadmill? And to me, that's the worst question you could have asked me. I only recently became a runner, and that is a loose term. I run about 100 yards, and I walk for three minutes, and I call myself a runner now. So in eighth grade, anything above a speed walk was risky, okay? So we get on the treadmill, and I'm like, sure. We're just going to, like, walk and talk, be cute. This motherfucker steps on, beep, 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 sets it to 10. That is a full 
long-legged sprint. Correct. That is like, you know when yeah. you hear it like all the way around yeah. the gym? Like, <laughs> literally. So I obviously was like, okay, I also have to set mine to 10. Otherwise, like I'm going to look like an unathletic bitch, which I was. <laughs> I'd quit all sports my eighth grade. I yeah. begged my parents to let me quit. The last one I played was lacrosse. And I was like, I just want to dance. And they were like, okay, you're doing us a favor too. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sprinting on this treadmill. I've never run so fast in my life. My legs, I was like the road runner. They were like going in complete circles, flailing around. I'm holding onto the bar for dear life. You know, every couple steps I'm losing it. My legs are like kicking out, flying in the wind, all out of breath. I'm like dripping in sweat. And then we have to turn them off. And he was like, are you okay? He's like not breaking a sweat at all. And no. I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Needless to say, he never asked me to hang out again. Just kidding. He did. Yes. Sophomore year of high school when we started dating. But I just like made a big fool of myself. And I just had to share that because I was thinking of fun middle school memories. I never went flying off, but it was close. Ma- we have a friend who went flying off the treadmill. <laughs> we do. Mine, I just like made a huge ass of myself. And that's like kind of a boring story. I also but. around a similar age, maybe a few years after you, also took a boy to the JCC. But unlike you, I sucked his dick in the locker room. <gasps> you did? And then your mom picked us up. Remember? She did. Yes. I there? Yes. I was like, Kendall, my mom's not available. Can you come pick us up and can we come hang out? And like, I think your brother had like a girl over. Your mom was so pissed to like leave them alone. And she came and picked us up. And we all went and hung out at your house. <gasps> sneaky, sneaky. No, I wish mine was more enticing. My story is me flopping around. Yeah. I've never been so winded. I thought I was going to like drop dead on the treadmill just for a boy. Now it's like. I do that still. I, I honestly would, too. If someone asked me to get on a treadmill, like, I'm so desperate, I would set that thing to fucking 15 and f- fly away like the wind. <laughs> that, is, that is how desperate we've got. I'd be okay? like, let me crash into the wall of mirrors. It'll give me an excuse to feel something. No, seriously. But anyway, that was kind of a dumb story, but I was just reminiscing, you know, those butterflies, first time you ever hang out with a boy. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've never. They've been dead for years. They have been dead for years. <laughs> Hibernating. Not... Cocoons. Now someone asked me to hang out, I'm like, ugh. Sure. You know, it's like Amy Schumer. She's like, come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. We're going to go watch Bravo on the couch till we die. <laughs> um, but we have one more joint story. Oh, my God. This makes me I, cringe no, it makes so me cringe. hard. It's the cringiest thing we've we've ever done. And I, I'm i so deeply disturbed by this. So in, in this had to have been seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah. In seventh grade... I don't know what hormones the running fuck rampant was going through our minds. I think yeah, hormones were on. <laughs> I was just like, you know what I should do? Just <laughs> rub, just rub fronts all over my friends. It was like that no, age. It really was. So this was like peak bar mitzvah season, which is like actually my peak. Hoeing out for bar mitzvah I, season. It's been downhill ever since. Always a hoe come bar mitzvah season. Me and this girl, we'll call her Kelly. Oh god. <laughs> Me and this girl Kelly <laughs> were the queens of the bar mitzvah oh, scene. Oh yeah. We used to grind. Fire Burning on, by Sean Kingston would come on, on and it's and be like let's go girls. I might as well have like ripped my top off. Like <laughs> I bring your own pole to the synagogue. I used to grind on boys like it was my job. Like before, like twerking was a thing, the wop dance. Like I was just grinding on middle schoolers like it was my fucking job. I used to like grab their ties and like bite bite them. them. Remember, I used to like put them in my mouth. Like 
Yikes. Huge yikes. Yikes. I'm terrified to have a daughter. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is an eighth grade. I don't know who the fuck I think I am. So anyway, so, no, seventh, seventh grade. grade. Seventh grade. So Thomas and I used to be big on grinding at bar mitzvahs. And it was yes. like a spectacle. The families would gather around. They like pull out their like Nikon <laughs> digital cameras. No, people used to circle around to like watch us like air hump. Like yes. why was that a thing? We were like, you know, the big hoes. Yeah. But like not even because like there were girls like making out and getting fingered in seventh grade. And like I was just like air humping boys and biting you were like, I, You were like, I got this at Nordstrom Rack. Let's put some stains on it. <laughs> Seriously, so that was like what I did on the weekends. Yes, and then during the week I, you know, reined it in to yeah. be like cute little middle school, little Kendall. secret slut. But we were in the hottest of clubs, improv club. <laughs> <laughs> and on Fridays, yes, and bitch, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and on Fridays, it was sixth grade improv first, and then seventh and eighth grade improv was after. Yes, so we had like an hour and a half to kill, just roaming the halls of middle school before we had to show up. For seventh and eighth grade improv. Yes, club. yes. Uh-huh. Oh god. <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> we started this trend where so me, Thomas, this girl Kelly, and another dear friend of ours who we will call Tim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> who's one of our best friends, but we're just hiding real names because, like, who knows? They might yeah. not. They might think this is embarrassing. Whatever. So well, it is. They'd it be is. correct. No, it's very embarrassing. So we used to go into the choir room again, just like because we were like. This is the hottest spot in the school. Yeah. And there's there's a baby grand and 80 fold out chairs. Let's get to work. I don't know how to describe this other than we used to just sit on each other. And like hump each other. <laughs> I think it started with Kelly being like, this is how you give a lap dance. And like yes. Tim, and I think you had, you were on me because you were like, I'm not fucking around with Tim. <laughs> so good. It was like Kendall and I just like, Humping each other. Well, Kelly and Tim were also humping each other, and poor Tim, another gay sister of mine, was so uncomfortable. <laughs> he hated it. And then, so we used to do this every Friday. We yes. just like hump each other for an hour and a half, and like we didn't like kiss or anything. We used to just like literally grind and like sit on each other, like and on the tile floor, yes. on the tile floor. Yes. <laughs> It's horrifying. So then, then, so, but then one no, day. No, I know. So then one day, all of a sudden, Kelly comes to us in a panic and she goes, You guys, are there cameras in the choir room? And then we all, like a movie, standing in the choir room for a choir, look up to the corner of the room and there's that blinking green light from the fucking video surveillance. And I, to quote Abby Lee, was like, It's over. <laughs> I was like, I am going... I thought I was going to get expelled. expelled. I was like, we are fucked with a capital F. I was freaking the fuck out. I literally was contemplating like telling my mom because yeah. I was like, I'm going to get in trouble. They're going to watch the cameras. They're going to call my mom and be like, your daughter's air humping two gay men in the choir room on Fridays. Do something about it. <laughs> <laughs> they never did. No, they never caught The footage was never watched. But we never humped again. <laughs> When we, we kept the humping the for the synagogue. No, we, or we just humped in a different room. We like humped in the hallway or <laughs> yeah. like the photo, the dark room in the tech ad or something. Oh, of course. The the orchestra closet seen a lot of action. It has seen so much action. But all that to say, like, we went through a phase where like literally we used to just hump each other. Like for fun. For fun. Like oh, why? God, I don't know. No. It makes me want to crawl no, out of my skin actually, and die. Which is why I'm like, thank God, we only ever like just pecked. Like oh. if we had ever like, can you imagine? No, we, I don't. I can't no, even I can't look even at you. I can't even like, look at you. If we had like had sex or something, no, I, I actually 
would have had to throw myself off of no, the roof. No. No. I, my skin let me explain it's to you what prone. I'm feeling right it's now prone. I feel like my there are like 90 termites under my skin just no, like moving it around I feel deeply my, I'm, I've never been sweatier I'm no, sweating I so much this. thinking about it <laughs> never the humping was enough to scar us for life I can't even look at her yeah no oh I hit it I hit it, <laughs> I hit it. but yeah I think next week we'll do a deep dive into the history that'll be fun it will be fun because there's a lot of layers there so many take place at the Mandel JCC of West Hartford where dreams go to die but also <laughs> So you gotta get a good cardio workout. We love we love those treadmills. They have seen some things. Shout out to Lyra. If you know, oh, you may know. She. Oh, Mr. Dolgen. Hello to Eileen. Oh, Eileen God. passed. May she. Um anyway, so those are just some fun little middle school stories. I'm thinking back on mine and I'm like, it just sort of like peaked and then it never went anywhere. I wish it ended with for your memory, you can say I fell off the treadmill. Yes. <laughs> I didn't actually be like we can all if you see me on the street and you're like, remember when you fell off the treadmill in eighth grade? Like, like I'll yes. know what you're talking about. Yes. Make it a little more interesting. Yeah. Um You would also always come to our because I was on the swim team too. Oh yeah. And you I, would always post up at our seven hour long oh, weekend swim meets. I was locked in. I, I was know. Locked and yeah, I would show up and claim that I was there to watch you. Yeah, but I was obviously there to watch him. Yep. I think my this is so disturbing. Like my wallpaper, I'm pretty sure was like came a on, a, on a block. Photo I can see him. the photo in my mind so right now. So blurry, so yep. pixelated. Cap, cap and goggles, goggles on. <laughs> Jammers to the knees. Because he had like. A I sick mean, this, body. This like feels disturbing to talk about because we were in seventh grade. But like this, these were my feelings in seventh grade, not my feelings now. Oh, he like had abs, and he was like the first person to have was, abs, like, snatched. and that was like a trigger for me. Meanwhile, I was like, hmm. I guess I'll talk about the hot wall now because it's a good segue. Yeah, 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 I have always been so boy crazy. It runs in the blood. My grandma was a fucking queen. She was so boy crazy. She used to like. We used to just talk about all of her ex-boyfriends and, like, why she liked them. She'd be like, oh, I only liked him because he had a blue convertible. And I was, like, mood. And then just, like, my mom's boy crazy. We're all boy crazy. So I grew up being infatuated with with men. men. (laughs) And I used to, when People, Sexist Men Alive came out, I, it was hot on the press. Ran to the newsstand. Ran to Big Y to snatch a coffee. Mm. Oh, my God. It used to be Shaw's back in the day. (laughs) It used to be Wall Balls. I'm hauling ass to Wallbombs to get my fresh copy of People's Sexiest Man Alive. And I... I am so sent by Wallbombs. Just sent me to a place. Green, I green block I letters. A, I can picture it. I can picture it. Wallbombs, real ones. No. Oh my God. So my little feet were scurrying all over the Wallbombs aisles looking for the fresh copy of People's Sexiest Man Alive. And then I had oh this thing. I was like in third grade like third through third through fifth grade i had this wall in my room that i called the hot wall in which i cut out pictures literally every photo from the magazine and created a wallpaper meanwhile while others like my friends had zach efron and like nick jonas i had like a 55 year old denzel <laughs> like, next like to my steve bed. buscemi <laughs> I literally had like Matthew McConaughey and like I vividly remember Denzel Washington like being on there and just like totally inappropriate men and I would just like look at them every night and be like good night <laughs> the hot how mom. I sleep knowing 55 year old Denzel is guarding <laughs> my pussy 
anyway, it would make sense that then, like, I was, like, stalking boys totally. and pumping them in middle school. <laughs> Hormones are a weird thing. Same. They are so weird. Ugh. What the- a weird time. But I miss the hot wall. Maybe I'll bring that back. You should. I wish I had a picture of it. I definitely don't. But I think I'm going to bring it back. My room could use a little spicing up. Got to cut out some magazine clippings of Denzel. I remember. I vividly remember the picture. His hands were like this, and he was in, like, a cable knit sweater. I loved him. Love. Anyway, that's it for today. And that's our show. Thanks for a little trip down middle school memory lane. Yes, we hope you enjoyed your pop culture catch up. I hope you're all caught up just like we are. Per use, yes. make sure to shoot us a follow at bestfriend underscore podcast on Instagram. Our personal accounts are as follows. Kend underscore Edwards at T Dolge. Um, and we'll see you next week. And we're going to be watching Dancing with the Stars weekly. So if you would like to watch and then like be in on our fun recap. Feel free. That would be fun. And we're also going to be watching the Emmys tonight, or at least I am. So I think I will. I think your roommates invited me over to watch the Emmys. Oh, We have a separate group chat without Kendall. Do you really? Well, just because you were away this weekend. And I was was lonely. You can come. Okay. Or just stay. I'm already here. So I think I'll just I just just may crawl into my room to go to bed early, but you're welcome to stay. I may as well. I seriously need a nap. Like, look at me. Yeah. It's never been bleaker. You're a corpse. Um, anyway, we'll we'll discuss our plans offline. Okay. Thank you all for tuning in. Love you all, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. They're probably drunk, so there's no need to pretend. I'm everybody's best friend.